and welcome to Injury Time. I am your host Sandeep Menon here and we are doing part 2 of our ISL preview with Pradyum Reddy. And uh, we are not going to take any more of your time because it is a jam-packed episode. So give it a listen. Next team that we are going to go to, for me they kind of went under the radar but Mumbai City FC have done quite well in terms of signing a lot of the players. Yeah, I think if, when you spoke to, yes, uh, earlier about Northeast overachieving, mm-hmm. I would have said Mumbai was one that's probably overachieved last season in terms of if you looked at pre-season, if you looked at their squad, you wouldn't have expected them to be in the position where they were leading the pack for a while. Um, and I think they have done well in terms of their signings, I think, um, especially the Indian players. I think they've done yeah. uh, picked up some smart values. If they can get Vidyan on their fit, that's a good player that has potential. Roland Borges is another one that's it's you've taken one from a direct top four rival, you've taken Roland away from Northeast, so you're weak in Northeast in that respect and um, added strength in midfield where, where they needed it. And so he's they basically swapped Roland for Milan Singh. And up front I think it's up to Mudu Zugu again. If he can perform as he did last season, then they're in with a chance. If he doesn't, then they reinforce with a couple of other uh, foreign attacking options. Uh, so, but, uh, I think Sharmati's played uh, quite a few of their preseason games, so it looks like he's one of the favourites for the for the coach. Uh, Diego Carlos, I'm not sure if he's a replacement for Rafael Bastos. Rafael Bastos was impressive, but didn't score enough, didn't get enough assists. If you look at Diego Carlos over the two seasons in India, you'd say the same about him. He, he impresses. Yes, uh, catches good times the and bad times. Exactly, yeah. but when you look at the pure stats, he doesn't deliver as much as even an Indian player in that position. So I look at Sims as goals and assists, and or and how many they contribute to wins. And if you look at Diego's stats, I think the likes of an Ashik or even Robin Singh probably has better stats than Diego Carlos over the last couple of seasons so it's it's not necessarily a great uh, signings in terms of some of their attacking options it's like for like but where I think they've been <coughs> clever but it, it could still cost them is I think Marco Girgic is a good signing to replace Lucian Gohan whose legs were going and was aging a bit but if you look at their back four they don't really have any strength in Pratik Chaudhary's come in, Sartak has come in, but it's an all Indian back. Subhashish is there. Subhashish is there, and uh, Shovik is there, but it's an all Indian back for except uh, Gergic, which is what they did last year as well. So I think the coaches felt, I just need one foreign centre back at the back, and if I can get by, I did well last season with Lucien Goyen, with an upgrade on Lucien Goyen, I should be able to do as well. But with that said, if Gergic gets injured, I think they're going to have big problems at the back. If Gidgic doesn't settle in with his other back, uh, with his other three, I think they're going to have problems at the back. And I think that's going to be their biggest weakness. Where we know the strengths, obviously, with Machado, with midfield, and Subu. So I think going forward, they in midfield, they should be solid. But I think def- defensively, there's a there's weaknesses there which the better teams will exploit. And I think that was their... They have a weak underbelly. Last year, Goa managed to exploit them time and again. Yeah. In five, all, goals. five goals, yeah. six goals in, in the games. Even in the semi-finals, they 
the rank goes past them. So I think that's where Mumbai, I'd be, I'd be surprised if they make it to the playoffs again. So uh, obviously they've lost Isoko, <coughs> who was kind of the fastest fast player on the yeah. break and uh, Goyan, you brought an interesting thing. From the outside, maybe not uh, because I don't have the eye that you as a coach have. It looked like Goyan was sort of a leader for that team. A little bit, but in in a way, I, I don't know how to explain. Not through his performance, but as a character. Yeah, I mean, that's Lucian's character. That's his personality. That he's very uh, gregarious. He, you can see him. He communicates with his players. He's, he's always so, allowed. Do you think they miss that part? To a certain extent, but sometimes, I mean, I think the coach, Jorge Costa, is very experienced. He's played in that position himself and played at a very, very high level and, and knows what he wants from his leaders of the band. And at times, Lucien Goyan plays to the crowd rather than to the team. So he, on the outside, as you were saying, it looks like, oh, look, he's genius. Yeah, Machiavellian is what I call it. Absolutely, yeah. Because your job's a centre-back. Your job is to keep organise your line and keep there, not go marauding up the field with the ball and make slight tackles everywhere on the field. When it comes off, it looks good and you get these stats, say, so many interceptions, mm-hmm. so many things. But when it doesn't work, you end up with the performances like against FC Goa. And FC Goa exploit the fact that Lucien Goen will step out of his yeah. line and leave a huge hole at the back for other defenders to cover. And I think that's something that uh, Jorge Costa probably realised that I need someone who's a bit more balanced in the way he defends. I don't need my centre-back to be a marauding centre-back. So I think that's possibly why they've opted to let him go and sign Gilgish. Uh, so you, you obviously think it's an upgrade? In terms of it, it's a, that's why I said it's an upgrade in terms of a defender, but I possibly would have gone with two centre-backs and not so many attacking players because if Su- you know what Subu is going to do. Mm-hmm. And they've signed uh, this Serge Kevin and they've signed another Shabmuti. I can't see how they managed to get all of them playing. Yeah. And if they do, then you've got a very strong attack and a very weak defence. And it's a long... Upside. Yeah, the games come thick and fast. Your centre-backs do pick up cards. Gergic mm. will pick up cards and he will pick up an injury. And then you're in trouble. And when the games are thick and fast, you're missing someone for two three games. Those two three games could cost you the chance of top four and not top four. So, who's the player that... You said top four looks tough for them. So, who's the player that you're most excited to watch from this team? In terms of the foreign players, I think it's it's curious. You're always curious to see how the new boys look, mm-hmm. how uh, this Charmati um, Charmidi looks, and um, whether you know whether Murusugu is a one-season wonder or can he back it up? Because like, he was close to challenging Goro last year, and mm-hmm. let's see if he can back it up. Uh, Machado, I think we know what we're going to get. He's he's going to give you eight eight out of ten yeah. minimum every 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 single game. So more of the same from him. Um, I think I'd, I'd like to see Bidya be injury free because I think he's got a lot of promise um, and also I'm curious to see how um, Anwar Ali Jr. does because he returns for them and I think he was one that looked promising a few seasons ago but he always gets into C-Match's squad and gets popped out in the last minute so I'd like to see him getting a few more games because I said we need a it's very tough for Indian strikers to get ahead of these guys in the games or at least Indian centre-backs in teams like this where there's only one foreign centre-back I'd like to see him get more games, so he's one I'd keep an eye on. Okay, now moving on to another team, Kerala Blasters. Now, uh, I personally, being from Kerala, I always want them to do well. But although Gogolam is my team, I always want these guys to do well. But they've consistently irritated me <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with certain decisions that they could have done differently. So, 
now you've got a player in Bartholomew Obitze, who's a goal scorer, and you have a coach who knows how to get the goals out of him. How, uh, and he's spoken very high of Sahal before. Seems like he hooked him yesterday off uh, very early and yep. said some things. So, uh, what do you think of the marriage between Delco and uh, Kerala and how it's going to work out? See, the moment, it's like a marriage made in heaven. You've got a, a coach who has that personality that the fans want. The fans are very vocal, they're very opinionated, and they make their opinions known on social media immediately, and that's from pre-season or even before the season started yeah. with the kind of signings. And you've got a coach who likes to interact with the with social media. So, yes, on in that respect, it looks like a match made in heaven. Now, that's great when it's working well. When the results are going in your favour, because we all know that Kerala Blasters fans love David James. When James returned, they were delighted. There was you know, uh, saviors back because he was there in the season where they were successful, and he replaced Benny um, Mulsin, who they didn't get along with, and everything looked rosy. Fast forward a few months, and then so it was like one it's an ugly divorce, and a lot of things went south the team you could see the fans have dropped from 60,000 that we're used to seeing and that's what we'd love to see about Kerala it's the best stadium to go whether you're I've been there as a neutral when I was at BFC just to go and scout players and I watched uh, some games and I thought it was the best atmosphere in the league uh, in the ISL for sure uh, matching the likes of some of the games I've seen in the northeast and some of the Calcutta games and then I went there as a coach last season with the uh, when we beat them to we beat them over there and we uh, beat them 1-0 one of the advantages we had that day were there were no fans mm-hmm. and the few fans that were there were cheering the likes of Ashik on our team and Marcelino yeah. and, and uh, Adils and so we actually had the support in our favour because they were so against the team so that's the downside of the, the 12th man over there when it's going well they're on your side but when it's not going well they can not only come against the coach but they start going after some of the players and I think that can be detrimental uh, the likes of we know Vineet and Reno's and others have been on the receiving end um, but at the same time I think players have got to be careful of staying away from social media and which brings me on to Sahal it's yes he's a fantastic talent he's, he's got potential but I've said it before a few months ago uh, where you've got to be careful about praising these youngsters because he's got some good attributes no doubt about it but he still has a lot to learn yeah. about the game the and pass, yeah. pass, pass I mean he gives the ball away so far times. too often and at the international level it's going to cost you at this level it'll, it'll cost you you give the ball away against the likes of Goa you're not going to see it back for a while yeah. so and you're going to give it away against the likes of BFC in the middle of the field with the, the likes of Dimas and Rafael Augusto they can hurt you with one or two passes straight from that turnover and he admitted himself, I think Sahal, recently in an interview that his transition to defending isn't the best. Mm. So I'm sure Elko's going to be working on that. And Elko's not someone who gets swayed by the fans and going to play a fan's favourite just to keep... Mm. He's going to pick the best team because he's competitive, competitive and wants to win. Um, and with, you know, there's no better club to win at at the moment. If you win there, you're going to be... The yeah, absolutely. So I think they, they could have a tricky season because... On paper, with the signings, both 
staff from the top, they've signed a good coach who's going to work closely with his players, unlike the coaches they've had in the past, um, and get improved. In, irrespective of performances, you can't guarantee. You never know what's going to happen from match to match, but he will improve the players, and, uh, which hasn't happened in the past. And they've got a few young players over there who will benefit from such coaching. But, again, if you look at the balance of the team, Bart's obviously going to get you goals. They've finally got a proven goal scorer, which I think they've been missing for the last couple of seasons. They've got Do you think uh, Bogota at 37 would be a great goal scorer? <laughs> Berbatov himself, when they signed him, said he wasn't going to play as a striker. So, that immediately was just a strange signing. Yeah. Um, and then I think they've been clever in terms of they pick players who played in the league. Uh, the likes of Johnny Zuegelin is left-sided centre-back so he can play in midfield as well so he gives them versatility I think they picked up the likes of uh, Beche obviously who's played in the league so that comes with experience and the boys who uh, came from uh, Jamshedpur as well so they've uh, they've got that so the, the coaching staff there have seen these players and seen how they perform in the league and the next question is the balance but how do you get the Indian players into that system got some talented youngsters. Sahal's obviously there. I've been there. I was a big fan of. Yeah, but I think he's been dropped. He's been dropped. Yeah, I don't know why. I think he's injured, so he doesn't feel he's going to be ready in time. But you never know. After five games, you can change mm. that from the reserves. Um, and I think the defense again is a similar situation as uh, Mumbai. Where do you get the balance? I mean, Sandesh Jingan's obviously going to play. I think Ruatara was badly coached by the previous uh, coach, and he's one that I think has got a lot of potential yeah, big, big, big fan I think he should be knocking on the door of the national team again and Mohamed Rakib's solid you know what you're going to get out of him so you could if everyone's fit have a pretty strong defence if something happens to Sandish, I think they're weak in the centre-back department there. Mm-hmm. Um, they lack a little bit of cover in that respect and goalkeeping is something where I think they're a little bit weak mm-hmm. because T.P. Rainesh is a local boy, so yeah. he'll probably have support. Be, he'll have support to start with, yeah. but that's where it becomes difficult for local players in Kerala. If you're doing well, everything's great. When you're not doing well, you can unfortunately understand all the comments on social media. If you're, yeah. you know, you're a Punjabi <laughs> goalkeeper in Kerala, um, and they you'll only get a yeah. which 90% of the abuse will be coming in Malayalam, you don't understand it, so it's water <laughs> off a duck's back. Um, and for him he's going to get everything and the temptation is to sort of keep to reply to it sometimes because you, you get hurt as an individual yeah. whether you're a player or a coach or anyone it's criticism hurts people so I think that's where the experience of can he either just stay away from that side of it and ignore it and because you're going to have bad goalkeepers are going to make mistakes you're going to yeah. let goals in you're going to be and typically fans when they don't look at where the goal, ball was lost or why the goal was built up they look at oh he should have saved that yeah. rather than other aspects so I think that's somewhere where I don't think they're particularly strong and um, but the rest of the team, the team looks pretty strong and I think what they've done smartly is they've got rid of a lot of their weak links like Krishmarovic Stoyanovic Poplatnik were just not ISL caliber uh, players I mean they're, they're good enough to 
you need them to be an upgrade on indian players right not the same level yeah. of indian players and that's what was the musing about kerala blasters last season if if that was a team that was recruited by david james saying these are the players that i believe will take us to the next level because he was a coach yeah. previous season so he had a big hand in the recruitment so could, there was no one to blame now when you start the season and i think for the first if i'm not mistaken first half of the season he played with more he played with more indians and foreigners in, mm. in in his lineup and in terms of not more meaning he didn't use the minimum or the maximum number of foreigners in all the games so if you believe that your foreigners aren't or their indian development in foreigners then why did you recruit them in the first place <laughs> but that, that doesn't make sense so i told you kerala irritates you yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, another thing i wanted to ask is obviously i just wanted to touch on the fan thing because uh, once i was speaking to sunil and he went there with bangalore fc and then he told me one of the things he said you go to chennai they abuse the hell out of you when you go to uh, kerala and you play well they will they will respect the fact when you score a good goal they will clap so he said one of the things i wanted to make sure was after the match go and applaud the fans because they are there to watch good football, good football yeah does that harm the home team when they are not playing good football because it's not a, like in come to bangalore the other team is going to be heckled throughout 90 minutes or go to uh, sure i mean i think but it's but the same token if you play well in kerala you are going to get the adulation that you want you like nowhere else and the players feel special if you remember when see kevin came from his afc campaign with bfc and then joined late five goals and scored those five goals they're all crucial goals for the last man to help steve coppel's team uh, he was put on a pedestal and he was the savior and you know that led to him getting a huge contract because you know management looked at it thinking this guy's a fan favorite etc etc so it works both ways the fans are phenomenal in that respect as i have uh, coached kerala blast but when i took the opposition team there last year when pune we went uh, there and played prior to the game there was a little bit of banter a little bit of heckling from some of the some of the fans but once they saw that we were playing good football and their team wasn't fans quickly shifted there and, and when the end of the game we were applauded by the fans they stood out by our bus and gave us a lot of respect and a lot of support and yeah, partly they wanted some of our players they would have loved to have had Ashi joining them and Maslina joining them and, and stuff and you know the, the fans a lot of them were coming up and getting you know selfies and all the guys it was nice as a coach you feel thrilled to play at such a venue because you're appreciated for what you've done uh, I don't think it hurts the home team because your job is to produce good football and they only kind of get on the backs of their own team when they're not doing that so yeah. well then then you're doing something wrong so <laughs> it's had Kerala played well and fought in every game and given it 100% in all the games and I'm sure the fans would have backed them to the hill but last season they you weren't getting that from the Blasters yeah they were players. just yeah. yeah they were just like come on so uh, Sandesh is obviously no longer the captain Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a big statement from Melko when he came and gave the band um, band to somebody else of which it so uh, how much do you think that is going to how do you do it, deal with it as a coach you come in you have a captain who's been there he's a leader for the national team as well then you move the captaincy to another player see I think it's as a coach you've got to go in and think about imposing your beliefs and your values on, on the team and Anytime you go in, you look at what's already there. And if it's not broken, you shouldn't really go and try and change too much because you can cause more problems than you're going to 
solid. But he's gone into a club where there are obviously problems, and there was a lack of leadership last year. If, like what we alluded to, there just wasn't what you'd say good leadership from the team. I'm not singling out any individual, mm, yeah. but there just wasn't leadership in, in Kerala last year. You didn't see leadership. Now, so he's come in and felt, I need to change some things. He knows what he's going to get from Bart. Bart was a leader in uh, Northeast, both on and off the field. He speaks very well. He, he echoes the words of the coach. And if you've got someone who's worked with you, you speak the same language, obviously, they can communicate, I think, with in, to one another in Dutch as well. I think mm. I'm sure Betcher speaks a bit of uh, Dutch from his time in Holland. So there's that, um, and there's a trust as well. Whereas you've come in and working with a player you've never worked with before, who, not necessarily the national team captain, because I think he's rotated it. Yeah. It's when Chaitri's not available that Sandesh yeah. uh, is captain, otherwise, soon as the captain. Well, now it looks like Gurpreet is ahead of So I don't think necessarily Sandesh is yet a natural leader because of a lot of the. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, let's say, hearsay and rumors about his off field behavior. And when you've got a young and an Indian squad and an impressionable Indian squad, you need your captain to be someone that the young players look up to and think, well, he's not doing that, so I shouldn't be doing that. You don't want them looking at saying, well, he's doing that, but he's still in the team, so why can't I do that and be in the team? Because there are a few clubs in the ISL, and I won't name which ones, where there's a bit of this uh, party culture or drinking culture that's crept into it. And there are certain players who are the protagonists in this. So if you go in into a club and you know these kind of things exist, irrespective of which club it is, whether it's whether it's Mumbai, whether it's Northeast or Kerala or any club, you need to, as a coach, try and stamp that out. And you can either stamp it out by getting rid of those players, which is not always as simple as that because sometimes they, might, they might be your better players and it's also, it's, it's a bit too late, they might be on long-term contracts and you can't get rid of everybody. So you might get rid of one and it breaks that click, yeah. click, and then the others come into line. So you break the one, you maybe you choose to let go of the ones that you think, I can't change them. Mm. So, but I can, the others are valuable to me. So you go in and make certain changes and I think at the end of the season, we'll find out whether he was right or wrong in doing that. Yeah. So uh, where do you think they'll finish and best player, the most excited with your awards? I definitely think they should be in the top four um, this season. I think you've got all the ingredients there to be in the top four. You've got a striker who's going to get you 10 plus goals a season. You've got good Indian national team quality centre-back, I mean defenders in the back in the lineup, whatever the likes of Ruatara and uh, uh, Sandesh and later a few years down the line, Rakip and a guy like Gianni Zubel in, in there as well. And then you've got Mario Marquez going to definitely help in midfield and Sahal be a promising partnership so if you look at their Indians they've got national team caliber Indian players so there's no reason why uh, you get the likes of if you look at their possible lineup with the Sido uh, Arquez Sahal in middle you've got Sandesh Zoevalin Rakip and Ruatara and with the Rainish in goal and then Ogbeche up front with some good good wingers on the on the outside of him. Um, you know, you've got the likes of Satya Sen over there. And, um, you should have, they have a top a 14. Messi as well. They have a Messi who can come on and change the game probably as well. So they should be a top four team and I think I'd like to see how Sahal develops. Um, he's obviously going to be one to watch. 
And I think personally, I'd like to see how Ruatara comes back from having a poor season last year, but I don't blame him for that. It could be the, the way they were coached. So I'm curious to see how he does. And they've got the old man, Rafi, who can come in late for a few headers here and there. He's going to get them a few goals. I, I, I'd be very surprised if they're not top four this season. Me too. Which is why if I get, uh, don't get there, I'm going to be pissed all over again. <laughs> so uh, now moving on to Chennai. Yes. That's the Chennai and FC. Yep. Uh, terrible season last year yeah. by any stretch of imagination, even in AFC. Mm-hmm. How did they convince uh, everyone that uh, John Gregory was going to stay after that season? I mean, I, I am happy that he's staying, but it seemed like a tough task to get him to stick because he said he was leaving after Super Cup. Yes. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't un- no, I think they see that probably sat down with the coach, with the management and everyone and looked at where did things go wrong in the season. There was a lot of factors. And in football, the easy thing that fans and people on the outside look at it and as a team has a bad season, they think, oh, let's get rid of the coach. And if it was a coach, that was a problem. How did you win the league the previous season? Because he was obviously a good coach. He won you the league last season. When no one expected Chennai to win the league with that team and no one expected them yeah, to top four. Well, they, no one even expected them at the start of the season to finish top four. So, you, you don't go from a title-winning coach to a bad coach overnight. So, there were other problems and you got to look at saying, okay, where do we go? Did we go wrong with our recruitment? Possibly. But, large parts of their squad were the same. That one would be ISL. You had the likes of Milton Alves, Rafael Augusto, Gregory Nelson, you know, JJ's, mm-hmm. Paul Ganesh, etc., etc. were there. So, uh, Jerry, Karanji. It's a big, more than... A uh, big chunk of the squad was there. So, is it the recruitment? To a certain extent, they were unlucky with injuries. Obviously, JJ was out for a while and then lost form. Jerry was out for a while that affected their balance at the back and who they could play. And Bakal Ganesh as well. So, when you lose three national team players, Indian international players, and then you're replacing them with Indian players who are not the same caliber, it's going to have a negative effect. And then. And then I think if you couple that with foreigners who came and weren't up to the quality of what's required for a title-winning, title-challenging team, um, I think the other striker that they had in just didn't, didn't produce the, the goods, so couldn't step into the shoes when JJ was unavailable. And, but as the season progressed, you could see they were building towards something. And the Super Cup, they got to the finals. And, you know, had they won the Super Cup, you'd be talking about things differently. And again, the AFC Cup put a good run together, uh, given it was tough, the long season, the long poor season, to keep the boys motivated and get them. And they were just, it was the last game, basically a couple of you know, goals here and there, and they would have possibly qualified for the next stage of the AFC Cup. And they would have still been playing, as we, maybe now, as we say. So... I think it's a last chance for the management to say let's give them a third chance so it can't be as bad as last season uh, they're hoping it's as good as two seasons ago um, but in reality I think it'll be somewhere in between I don't think they'll be as poor as last season I don't think it'll be as fairy tale ending as two seasons ago so I think it looks like mid-table mediocrity so they bought in Goya to you you were talking about earlier uh, and lost Augusto and Wilson Alves at least from the outside it looked like again Wilson Alves was one of those guys who were 
trying to lead the team but seemed maybe on the field he made some mistakes last year yep. the year before i think he was quite good he scored the two goals in the final so uh, did they uh, did they lose someone especially with agusto who was went to a direct rivals i think when you lose certain players there must be a reason why you've let them go one of them often is financial reasons people don't want to pay what these guys want um, to retain them other reason could be you want to change in style of play i think the way John probably wants to play a 10-9 now. He doesn't want the Rafael Augusto type player. Um, maybe he wants something a little bit different. And with Nelson Alves, I think, as we said, he scored two goals. Yeah, we remember that, and that's why they won the final. But primary job as a centre back is to prevent the other team from scoring. And last season, he didn't do his primary job very well. So they've decided to let him go and bring in uh, some replacements. They brought in Rafael. They brought in uh, Masi Saigani as well, who played at uh, Aizol FC. So they've got in a bit more defensive players and Lucien Goyen. But I think in this league, goals win new matches, and you need proven goal scorers. So unless they can get JJ firing again, uh, I'm not sure whether they have enough firepower. And their preseason results in Ahmedabad and Jamshedpur so far, from what I've heard and seen, haven't been too impressive. You look at their reserve squad, who I've seen in quite a few games uh, recently when they were playing in Bangalore. I don't think they have much in terms of good youngsters coming through, uh, which was one of their strengths a few seasons ago. They had the likes of Jerry Tapa uh, breaking the team. Um, I think their signings been a little bit lackluster. I think they were in the market for Chulova, they didn't get him. They were in the market for Tanmoya, I think they didn't get him. They picked up Chakte. Promising. So if Chante can do well for them, that adds one outlet. And I think Vishal Kate's a smart signing for them as well. It's one for the future and a good goalkeeper. So they could be one of those teams that's a bit more defensive and hits teams on the counter attack with the pace of Chante and the like. So they'll they'll be mid table, no doubt. They'll cause a few upsets because of the experience that they have. But I can't see them as tight. Uh, excited about seeing any player Tapa Tapa is one I always like to watch and I'd like to see how Chante and Tapa and um, Michelle Kate all do in the same team all good young Indian players and Jerry as well coming back from injury so those are the ones you sort of keep your eye on uh, a lot more um, and of course you always want to see how these young I mean the new foreigners do sorry because you never know some, some one of these new foreigners has to sort of the next whether it's Miko or Okoro or yeah. there's always going to be one new one that catches the eye and who's, which team has managed to pick that one up and lastly I think I'd like to see how Edwin Sidney Vanceball does because it's a local player and yeah. one thing Chennaians haven't managed is to nurture the tap into the Chennai uh, local league Chennai City has done a very good job Chennai City has done a phenomenal job of picking up likes of uh, Susai Raj and Michael Rajin Rajin Nandakumar so many players have come through that they've found playing in the local uh, Chennai division and Chennaians haven't managed that but they picked him up by Chennai City yeah. FC so let's see because if he does well for them along with the likes of Danpal then it helps a lot more younger players from the state and that city feel that oh, I've got a chance of playing for this team and uh, we'll start getting new players developed from a region which obviously has produced players in the past the likes of Sabir Pasha and all have gone on to play for India so it's produced good players in the past uh, 
and like to see more and more players coming from there into the team. That was the end of part two of the ISL preview with Pradyam Reddy. Uh, we will be back with one more episode and uh, till that time you can check out our old episodes or wait for our new episodes to get all technical, tactical and team breakdowns for the Indian League. Till then, just enjoy the game. Thank <laughs> you.